Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to the Open Mic Podcast with your host, Brett Allen. Join us each week as Brett interviews extraordinary and amazing people. At the Open Mic, no topic is off limits, and you never know who will drop by. Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. What's up, everybody? Happy Friday. Good to be here with you, coming to you live from the Bay Area studios. Man, oh man, do we have a fantastic episode today. I am excited for you to check this one out. Kimberly Dawn is our guest. She is a country singer, country superstar, and she has a brand new single that just released called Nashville. We get into all of that and much more. We talk about mentorship. We also discuss the topic of songwriting and just her perspective on the current affairs of the day how this may or may not affect the music industry and just overall mentorship and dream collaborations and all of that and much more. Thank you always for listening and choosing to subscribe to the show. It really means a lot, and I think you will enjoy this episode. Kimberly Dawn, welcome to the Open Mic Podcast. It's good to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on. Yes, well, you have been on social media lately, your, your presence, I mean, you've always had a huge presence, but even more so lately with what's happening uh, currently in our country with the, the coronavirus, and we are just in a really strange place right now. What are your thoughts on all of this right now? How is it affecting you as a musician? And what is your part in helping move our country forward. You, you've been quite involved with this, with the Red Cross. I don't want to steal your thunder on that, but let's talk a little bit about that and just kind of what's going on with you right now. First of all, I'm sending prayers and uh, out to everyone right now in our country and throughout the world because it's affecting everybody in the countries all over the world. Our entire universe is being affected. For me, you know, I, I've been watching the news, but also trying to be careful how much I'm watching because I think we get overwhelmed when we're watching the news mm -hmm. um, right now in California, you know, um, some of you out there may not know, but in California, we're on lockdown right now. So they really want us to stay home and, and not go out just to go out, go to the grocery store if you need things. Um, if you have to go to the pharmacy, um, I've stocked up. And when I say I've stocked up, I have food, I've froze food. I've, you know, we're doing the best we can do. I'm making sure that I'm not going out just to go out. So I'm mm -hmm. trying to really, um, you know, show other people, look at, I'm staying in, let's stay in. There's no reason to go out unless again, I said emergency situations, if you need food, if you need, you know, uh, a, a prescription filled or something and just trying to be a little more on social media right now because I am at home so I can go on and I can do live Instagrams or live Facebooks, um, and talk to people and kind of be a face out there, you know, cause people can see you on social media and they see you. They have a connection with you. Mm -hmm. And so now I feel like I'm able to really try to connect with people a little more, you know, try to be positive. Um, there's a lot going on. And I think there's a lot of fears. Nobody really knows what's coming. You know, it's exactly. like we have to all take it day by day, but we're all in together, you know. So let's be kind. And, we're, you know, it's like we are. We're all in this together. We're all navigating through this because no one on this earth today has ever experienced this. That is such a good have. point, you know, and the fact that we are all in this together, like everybody, like literally we've had things that have happened in our country 
where specifics have happened where there's maybe a direct population that's affected, let's say 9-11, but yet we all felt the effects of that in some way, shape, or form. But at the end of the day, life kind of continued on pretty immediately. But this has literally put everything on standstill. It's crazy. And every day we're turning on the news and we're watching press briefings. We're watching all these things happening. And I have to say it's great that folks like yourself, musicians, celebrities, all these people are taking to social media and are trying to invoke positivity and to bring encouragement. I, John Legend did an Instagram concert a couple days ago. The craziest thing. That would never happen, you know, necessarily if this didn't happen. Or Josh Gad is reading books to kids at night. I mean, everybody... Chris Martin, he did a live concert on his Instagram. You're going on, you're doing things, you're talking to people, you're providing encouragement. And so we're getting to have a peek into the window, I guess, if you could say, uh, to entertainment that we might not normally get. So thank you for doing that. And the part, big part that you're playing in connecting us with a part of the world that we might not necessarily have a part of. Right. And you also have gotten involved with the Red Cross recently and done some things. Why don't you share a little bit about that, what what your part has been with that? Well, as we all know, um, it's been probably about a month now that the tornadoes had hit Tennessee, mm-hmm. and specifically like Middle Tennessee. And um, I spend a lot of time in Nashville. I'm there every month um, for at least a week. So I kind of split my time between L.A. and Nashville. And my heart was broken when, Mm -hmm. you know, the devastation that's going on from the tornadoes. But now to know that with this virus, there's not enough people to go out to help, which is understandable. You know, people are afraid. They don't want to catch this, you know, this virus. And we want people to stay safe. Um, But homes have been destroyed. I mean, businesses are destroyed. There's nothing that can be really done right now to try to pick up those pieces. With So it's one bad thing after another. But I feel like on the bright side, there's people who really want to help. And I'm one of them. I, for a while, I've been asking around and trying to see what I could do to get involved. And I was able to get involved with the Red Cross and, you know, bring some awareness out there. And you have, even if it's a dollar to spare to donate it to help because it's going to make a difference for these people because they're not just dealing with the virus like we all are, but they're also dealing with, they've lost their homes. They've lost everything. And some of them are probably still looking for shelter for where to live because again, a lot of the hotels were hit. A lot of apartments were hit. So there's not a lot of places they can go. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. And I think sometimes when we hear the the warnings to stay home and to self-shelter, we kind of go, oh, you know, that's just a light warning. And I feel like that if we don't heed that, there could be massive effects that will come down on us. I'm talking like from, not to go too political, but from a federal and government level where we might be forced on some degrees to just stay home. Like we're talking curfews. I know here in California, they've said that that doesn't look like it's in the horizon necessarily, but could be. Uh, But I think we all have a part to play 
And if we all just follow that, I think we will definitely get through all of this, right? And we'll come to a place where we'll get past it and we'll look back on it and we'll go, man, we survived it. And we now have a thriving community and economy and world. And it's crazy. Like all my interviews now are focused about this. And so this will be a huge timestamp on my content that I'm producing a year from now. We'll go back and listen to this catalog and go, man, I can't believe, you know, I was talking to her or to him about this. And so it's very like significant. Um, but thank God we can talk like this. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're practicing safe social distancing, uh, you know, on Skype. So I want to talk about this. Now, how do you feel that, do you feel that this could affect the music industry? I mean, obviously right now it's taking an effect, but in six months or a year when we're past all of it, hopefully, do you feel that all of this will have a shift on the music industry for you and, and artists like yourself? I do. I do. Um, first of all, I want to say, I think with technology right now, what a gift it is, right? When you look at the positive side of, of technology, we can do these, you know, we can see each other face to face without having to expose each other to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, live concerts, people are doing that. So the world can, you know, feel connected because music's so healing. I always say if everyone spoke in music, if we just all sang, there'd be no wars because, you know, you're singing, you're happy. Um, I think with everything that's going on, um, you know, meet and greets, that artists will do with people. I'm not saying they won't happen. I just think there's going to be a difference. Like for myself, I'm a hugger. I love to hug people. I'm very, you know, that's me. Um, you know, if a fan were to come up to me and tell me how much they love my music, I'd be like, thank you. You know, want to hug them. I think now, and even once we get past this, there's still going to be a little uncertainty and, you know, um, where we didn't think about this before. Do you know what I'm saying? You didn't Absolutely, necessarily yeah. think, oh, I'm going to, Stand next to somebody, and now I could get a virus. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. I want to talk about your song. I want to shift gears a little bit. That's super popular that you just released here recently. Let's talk a little bit about that, your inspiration behind that, where that song comes from, and what your hopes are for that song to reach people and and to affect people. Let's dive in a little bit about that. So the song's called Nashville. Yes. And... When I when I wrote that song, that song actually was written about three years ago, almost four years ago. And I wasn't even sure I was going to release it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things you go back and you listen to songs and you think, oh, you know what? I think now I'm, now's the time to do it. So when I wrote that song, I thought I want to write a song that just brings people back to that time when they fell in love. And I wanted to pick a specific place. I love Nashville. It's one of my favorite cities. And I just thought it was going to be fun to write a song about falling in love in Nashville. And then, um, you know, and people who listen to it, they'll listen to it and they'll think about, oh, I remember my first love and this is where I fell in love. So I hope it just brings like happiness. That's, you know, that's was my intention with this. Yeah, it's a beautiful song. And if you haven't had a chance to listen, we will put the links to all of that in our show notes here and you can have access to that. Of course, you have your... Instagram and all your other socials where people can just drop in and check out some of the amazing things that you're doing. So let's talk a little bit about some of your experiences as a songwriter. You've been at this for a very long time. What would be some lessons learned that you 
have picked up along the way that if there was somebody listening who was doing the same thing as you or had the same aspirations, how could you inspire them to to keep moving on or maybe to find a little bit of hope in some discouragement that they might be facing that let's say they want to be where you are or anybody what what could you share with them to kind of help them along the way? Don't give up because it's a hard business and there'll be a lot of no's before you get any yeses, a lot of slam doors, you know, but you can't take that personal. And I had to learn that. And if someone would have told me that even like 10 years ago, I think it would have made things, when I say easier, I think I would have taken it less to heart, you know, because I'm so sensitive and well, artists, we are sensitive people. But if you love it, do it because you love it. Mm-hmm. And don't do it because you're thinking, oh, I want to be famous or I want to be rich or I want this or I want, want that. I think if you really, if you love this, then do it and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it because I'm telling you right now, you can do it. If you believe in yourself, you have to be, first of all, you have to believe in yourself mm-hmm. and you have to be your number one advocate um, and keep people close to you that you know, um, that's one of the, that's a hard lesson I learned, you know, always know your family is there. But there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to try to come in along the way. And as things are happening and know who you can trust, because there's going to be people that are going to steer you left, right, and in between. And that might not be the right thing for you. So know who your people are. Yeah, I think it's important to have that support system around you, especially the ones that are going to encourage you, because I can't even imagine there must be people that just come along the way that want to try and stop you or tell you to not do this or to to do that. But yet, obviously, you've had the right people around you uh, because of your successful career. And that's awesome. Now, just kind of as a side note and a little bit of curiosity, I know Nashville kind of used to be the go-to place for music and songwriting. Do you find that, I know you go there pretty frequently, do you find that to be true as far as being there all the time? Or maybe is there other places that you can go that are will allow you to be equally successful, if that question makes sense? Um, you, you're talking about how I go back and forth from Nashville? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, um, I live in Los Angeles. Obviously, there's a lot of opportunity here too. But for me, I feel like there's been a little more opportunity for me in Nashville with the writing community that I've really... Mm -hmm. I'm so, first of all, grateful that they've embraced me because I've met so many amazing writers there. Um, And it's just a different way that they do things there than they do in LA, Um, even from um, the way that people write. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I feel like, yeah, you could be successful anywhere. Um, But I feel like I've really found my niche there in Nashville with Mm -hmm. with these writers. And um, it's been good for me. And by the way, I'll Skype with them. So I can still be here in LA and I can Skype with them when we do writing sessions that way. So it's not like, you know, if someone was watching this right now, I'm like, oh, well, I want to do country music or I want to do, listen, there's pop artists that go out to Nashville too, but you don't have to go there. You could Skype, you can FaceTime, you can do writing, you know, writing sessions with people too. So there's ways of doing it. I don't want people to watch this and feel like, well, gosh, I can't get out there. Yeah. It all probably has to do with the drive and tenacity that you have and deciding I really, really want this. And so I'm going to put every bit of effort uh, into it and make the best out of it. And, you know, it's not, there are people I think who maybe are quote unquote overnight successes, but 
that's also not without 10 to 15 years or more probably of hard work and open mic nights and playing in empty bars or I don't know. Where's the strangest place you've ever played? Do you have a place that? Um, Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, I can't even remember the name of it, but it was this tiny little dive bar in Hollywood. Okay. I mean, like what I mean, off the beaten path, tiny little and let me tell you, it was pouring rain. It was like November and it was pouring rain. And I was very lucky because I had a bunch of friends that came out to support me. But I'm telling you, this place was like the sound system. I mean, it listen, it was good for me because you know what? Things are not always going to be the way that you expect them to be. And you just got to roll with it. It's okay. But yeah. yeah, it was like, yeah, crazy. Any dream collaborations that you would like to see happen or that you would like to pursue or maybe that you have that you, you can share with us? Yeah. Oh gosh. There's so many. Um, yeah, I would, I would love to, I love Julia Michaels. I think mm-hmm. she's amazing. She's um, I would love to collab with her, Dan and Shay. I think they're, first of all, they're amazing writers, but amazing artists would love to collab with them too. I mean, there's so many amazing female artists out there too. And I'm like Brandy Carlisle. Oh, I wow. Love- yeah. I would, I would love to work with Brandy. Um, I would even love to have her produce me or something, you know, she's just, and she's an amazing writer. Um, so yeah, she's actually up at the top there too, for me. You know, well, there we go. Right. We'll just uh, put that out into the universe. Yeah, I think that's always good, you know, and you just never know what could come out of that. So a couple more questions here and uh, we'll let you go on with your day. So you've, we've talked about, you know, kind of your beginnings and in, in your music and some collaborations and that sort of thing. But, and you probably get asked this a lot, but I just for my listeners, who are some of your, I would say probably like inspirations or maybe some of your influences in your music that you kind of draw from when you go to sit down and write a song? So I grew up listening to all genres of music, which I think mm-hmm. is now that I think about it, it's been very helpful to me in my writing and just as an artist and figuring out where I fit. Um, but I mean, I grew up listening to Elvis Presley, um, Paul Anka, The Supremes. I mean, th- the list goes on and on. And that's because it was my parents that were mm-hmm. listening. My mom was listening to these things. So I would say I still go back and sometimes I'll like listen to Elvis and I'll be like, man, that was a good song. How did, you know, he come up with that? Some of the influences right now, I would say um, Elton John is a huge influence for me. He always has been. Um, Lady Gaga is. I think she's phenomenal. Um, But I also love, like, go back to, like, Faith Hill, Martina McBride, Shania Twain, my fellow Canadian. Um, I think she's amazing. And Shania is one of the first women in country who did that kind kind of that country crossover. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that was huge. And then there's Faith and um, and I love Carrie Underwood. Oh, yeah. You know, she's fantastic as she's well. she's amazing. She's an amazing artist. Her songs are amazing. Um, you know, so before I write or if I know I'm going to want to put out some new music, I will listen to a lot of different music um, just to kind of not only get ideas, but kind of figure out what sound I'm looking for. Because one, I'm not trying to repeat somebody else's sound. I want to make it different. I want to still make it my own. So I think it's important to do your homework and listen to what's out there, listen to what's working, but obviously we don't want to copy exactly what everybody's doing. Yeah, those are great influences. And 
as you mentioned those, you know, listening to your music, I'm like, oh yeah, I could see maybe a little bit of this and a little bit of that in there. So if you weren't doing country music and you weren't singing, what would you be doing? Like what, what else do you think you see yourself doing besides that, if anything at all? You know what? Um, I love making music and I love writing. So can't really imagine myself doing anything else because Mm -hmm. no matter what, um, even if I wasn't performing, I would still be writing. Mm-hmm. No, so I, I feel like music's just kind of like my. And I, there was a time, just so you know, I wanted to quit. And sure, I, was, I can I imagine. Kinda, and I kind of quit. And for about six months, I just said, "I'm done with this." And I realized, you know what? It's such my. It's my calling. It's what I'm supposed to do. And it could be something as simple as one person hears my song. And it helps get them through the day. That's all I needed to do. You yeah, know? absolutely. So one last question here. I want to talk about the subject of imposter syndrome where or comparanoia now is kind of a thing where you are, let's say, in this position and then you see somebody who might be a little bit further ahead of you. Have you ever struggled with that at all? And if so, what would you say helped you get past that and sort of go, okay, you know what? It doesn't matter in my mind, I'm successful and I just need to push all of that aside and just ignore it because otherwise, you know, it's just going to kill me or paralyze me from really pursuing what it is that I want to do. Nope. Never felt that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'd be lying. I think everybody would be lying if they said that, but maybe not. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, but for me, I've done a lot of self work on myself. Mm -hmm. Now, um, meditation. Um, I, I meditate every day. Um, you know, I, I discovered a woman by the name of Gabby Bernstein about a year ago. Okay. And, um, she listening to not only her, um, I'd listened to her books on tape, but, um, or what is it on po- the podcast? You know, I'd listened to her, sure. um, on her, her stuff. And she t- kind of taught me like the whole meditation thing and just, working on ourselves and realizing like we need to accept ourselves for our, for our strengths. And when you compare yourself to other people, that's just lowering your vibration anyway. Mm -hmm. So do I still sometimes find myself sometimes hearing someone sing and I'm like, Oh wow, that is so good. Or, you know, I do, but you know what I do? I say, wow, they're so good. I'm so happy for them. So I, I, I want to put out positivity And when I'm putting out that positivity, it takes away from me feeling like, well, I'm not feeling as successful as somebody or I'm not at that person's success. Because I think we each have our own um, barometer meter on what success is. And you need to define that for yourself. And what it is for me isn't necessarily going to be for somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. And then actually, I have one more question. When you said what you did, it brought another question up in my mind. And I'm certainly not, you know, leading the witness, so to speak on this, but I would like to get your input on these reality shows, these musical reality shows. There's a million of them. Do you feel like maybe that those shows are helpful to getting people in front of other people that they might not normally do? Or do you feel that it might maybe give them a false expectation of what the industry is really like? There's no really right or wrong answer. I'm just curious from somebody like yourself who's been putting in the hard work for so long, who maybe didn't have those opportunities. 
I would just love to kind of hear what you think about all of that world of reality television and music and the whole, the whole shooting match. Listen, I think um, it does give people opportunity to, you know, someone who lives in middle America on a farm that maybe wouldn't have the opportunity and they somehow are able to audition for American Idol and they get on, you know, it brings them in. But again, there's so much more to the business than just like being on a show. And even if you win, what does that entail? Um, I, I mean, I'll tell you, I auditioned for um, The Voice about four years ago. And I remember going to audition for it. And I my expectation was not to get on. It was to get in front of them and just do it for myself. Sure. And what I realized, too, with a lot of these shows, and I do know this, is that they're going to look for a certain amount of country artists, a certain amount of pop stars, a certain, you know, each genre, they don't want too many pop singers and they don't have enough like country singers or R and B or whatever. So I knew, even though it didn't happen, it's like, it's fine. I walked out of there and I, and it was fine. I wasn't hard on myself. I knew that, you know what, there's so many reasons why I didn't make it. Maybe they already had enough country artists. Maybe they had someone who looked like me. There's so many elements and I can't, decide you know I can't pick it apart to decide how you know what it was for me um but yeah I mean I think it can be helpful but again these they're also signing all these contracts that they're basically owned then by these different productions yeah I found that interesting I've, I've asked that question to a couple other people I interviewed somebody last year who was on America's Got Talent he was a comic and he actually he probably talked about some things that he wasn't supposed to, but it was interesting to kind of hear he's a comedian and he was telling the story about how he performed and, you know, he made it through like five rounds before he even made it on television, but like how they had so much control even on the show about the jokes that he could tell and what could split the room. And they wanted him to tell some jokes that were probably 10 plus years old. And it, he feels that it kind of, devastated him but he's still just as successful now as he was a year or so ago when he went on the show so i appreciate your honesty and your candidness on that and that's kind of really cool to hear just your truthfulness about that but like i also want to say like if people are wanting to do that like if there's someone out there and their dream was to audition for the voice or american idol or america's got talent do it do it because you want to do it you know for yourself Um, but you know, don't have those expectations, I guess, of like, oh, I'm going to get on there and then it's going to just make my career sore or it's all, everything's going to be better. It's done it for some, but it doesn't do it for everybody. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of people who have won, but we don't necessarily hear from them or there may be not, it does, the names don't matter, but we know who we're looking at each other and we're like, oh yeah, Yeah. you know, and so it's great if you can win, but that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it's like a comic who goes on the tonight show. That doesn't mean that, that they're going to become the next Eddie Murphy or Kevin Hart, you know, they're on there. That's great that you made it there. And hopefully that exposure helps you. I think Adam Carolla told that story when he was trying to do stand up comedy and he failed miserably. And he went on the tonight show and thought, now the phones are going to ring off the hook nothing for like six months. And then 
he met Jimmy Kimmel and that's where he got famous was hanging out with Jimmy Kimmel and, you know, on all that stuff. So that's fantastic. I, I love all of that. If people want to listen to your song, Nashville, or they want to learn more about you or connect with you, Kimberly, how can they do that? You can find me on Instagram with official Kimberly Dawn. Um, I'm on Spotify, um, Apple music, Pandora, all of that. Um, and I also, you can find me on my, my website. It's officialkimberlydawn.com. And on there, you'll see up there, you can watch music videos. Actually, I just released my Nashville music video, the official yeah. that the other day. So that's out there right now. And that's fun. I got to shoot that in Nashville. So it's very authentic. Um, and you know, I also have a blog, a weekly blog that I, um, you can click up there on my website and read the different blogs and it's positivity. I try to really put out a lot of positivity out there. Absolutely. And if, and when all of this ends and you go on tour and you come out to the Bay area, it would be great to see you. Uh, Yeah. Well, thank you for being here, Kimberly. I, I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun chatting with you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Have a great day and stay safe. Thanks for choosing to join in to this week's episode. Be sure to follow the show on social media, Brett's Open Mic on all platforms, and to subscribe to the show on your player of choice, which is absolutely free. Finally, please consider sharing this episode with a friend. Every little bit helps. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.